We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I'm your host, Jethro Jones, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Hey, guess what? I've got a book coming out. How exciting is that? It's called School X, and it's all about helping you as a principal be a designer of your school and not just a manager. So I hope you'll check it out. You can download the free chapter at schoolx.me. So just go to schoolx.me to download the first free chapter. And once you get it, hit reply to the email and tell me what you think. Looking forward to sharing that with you. That's schoolx.me. I am very excited to have Corey Henwood, who is the Innovation Coordinator for Iron County Schools in Southern Utah, on the program today. Corey, welcome to Transformative Principal. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Jethro. Appreciate the invitation. Oh, no problem. So I am really excited to talk to you because you are launching a brand new school this year. And um, when this comes out, it'll actually be already launched. And so uh, doors are going to open in August of 2020. And we're recording this in July of 2020. So you're still in the planning and organizing phases, which I'm excited about. So it's called Launch High School. And can you tell us a little bit about what Launch High School is and what makes it different? And then we'll talk about how it got started and what process you went through to do that. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm just so excited about this and uh, the potential for just transformative work that we're doing in Iron County Schools with uh, Launch High School and others. So Launch High School is a personalized, competency-based high school, meaning students um, have tired instruction that's meant for their level and move ahead as they demonstrate mastery in concepts. The one thing that's really different about uh, launch is the way that students demonstrate their mastery. Students will demonstrate their mastery of their content and skills by participating in projects. Generally, those will be with local business partners and applying their content knowledge to design solutions for real problems. And that's how they demonstrate mastery and move ahead. So that's just the 
a brief explanation about launch, but it is certainly a time for uh, all sorts of change in education right now. But this one seems to be something that we're excited beyond just digital transformation, if you will, of a traditional focus to a whole new uh, focus on timeless human skills, partnerships, relationships. It's an exciting time. Yeah, that is very exciting. And people who've been listening to the podcast know that I've long been a fan of company-based learning and keeping track of learning based on what you know, not based on how long you've been sitting in a seat. And so this is really exciting, especially because so many people who have said, well, that won't work because usually point to something like GPAs and test scores and being able to get into college. And so how do you how do you solve that concern that parents may have and and uh, and what is that going, the GPA stuff and that going to look like? Yeah, it's a great question. So it is uh, an important thing to tackle because there are systemic barriers in education, in particular at the high school level, that uh, prohibit people from taking this kind of leap. And uh, we've been able, as a state, luckily, to uh, really get in front of that in the state of Utah. And so this is, whole program is kind of uh, sponsored and put in place and funded by uh, the State Office of Education through their competency-based planning grants, through uh, the Senate bills that they put together to allow for competency-based progression, including mastery-based transcripts uh, to that must be accepted by universities within our state. So there's been a lot of groundwork laid for this, which uh, we're extremely grateful for because going this alone as a, a rogue entity would probably uh, you know, encounter a lot more resistance and roadblocks than we're having to do with the partnership we have with the state office. Yeah, absolutely. And those who followed my uh, K-12 magnet school proposal that I talked about here on the podcast up in Fairbanks, uh, obviously that did not work out and we met too many roadblocks for that to continue. And it's so tragic because that would have been a wonderful opportunity for, for the students up there. But like you said, that groundwork was not laid before and uh, made the things we were talking about too far out of the realm of what people were comfortable with, even though inside we knew they were the right thing to do. So can you talk a little bit also about your partnership with SUU and and what that looks like and how that's designed? Yeah, absolutely. So one, one of the things I just want to mention on your comment there is it is really tragic that uh, we see so many barriers put up in front of innovative minds like your own and others who try to move in this direction. So it's important to, to begin, I think, a a big component of that leading into your question is partnerships with uh, with local institutions. Southern Utah University, one of our partners in this program, they've got some innovative leadership there at uh, Southern Utah University, in particular, the Dean of Business, who's partnered with us, their entrepreneurship programs and other programs to really integrate the ideals that we're trying to go after, which is partnerships with local businesses, using the design thinking process, which is a very entrepreneurial kind of mindset to connect students to solving real problems and potentially making profitable solutions. So uh, they've just been integral in not only the groundwork of connecting with businesses, but also providing us opportunities to offer concurrent enrollment opportunities at the pace of students. They still will uh, receive credit only at the end of a semester, but will actually be able to move through the content as quickly as they're able and demonstrate mastery as they're able. In addition to that, just the opportunity for us to connect with them on some of the work of actually preparing students for 
post-secondary education beyond high school, making sure that they understand as a local institution in Cedar City, uh, which is where we're located, that they can read our transcript, that they understand the process and are comfortable admitting our students. It's been wonderful to work with such uh, innovative leaders at the post-secondary level. Yeah, and very cool that you basically got a a pipeline uh, for them to, to be accepted right there locally, which a lot of people go away to college, but a lot of people also stay close to home. And so especially if they can appreciate and recognize the hard work that the kids put into their high school career and see how that works would be a really powerful next step for them to have so I think that's yeah, very- our you know universities feel the same way. They want our students to stay here in town. You know they want to, they want them to be connected, and as do our local businesses. Uh, see that they're you know much of the talent uh, traditionally has moved away out of a small, somewhat rural area that we live in, and um, you know they want to be able to keep that talent, grow closer and connected with that talent and allow them opportunities for those kind of pathways right here in our backyard. So it has been uh, just a a match made in heaven. That's very good. So let's talk a little bit about how Launch High School got started, where the ideas came from, what led down this path of you wanting to do this with your district. Yeah, I think uh, one of the big drivers for this has been our community. And and so we've actually taken a question to our community asking, what are the essential skills students need to be successful? successful in their future. And on that list of, you know, many things that we receive from our communities, business leaders to post-secondary educators, community leaders in general, parents, students, and the like, is that they're looking for those kind of human transferable skills that we all would associate with really the, I made the purposes and uh, behind schooling, but are generally kind of left a little bit to the side in schooling. And so we've actually taken steps to integrate those, what we call our essential eight skills of our portrait of a graduate, things you would readily uh, be able to name like communication skills, critical thinking skills, creative design skills, collaboration skills, and, and the like. Those eight essential skills are a, a big driving force behind this school to embed those in the day-to-day instruction. As we begin to do that in our many of our traditional schools in Iron County, we can start fresh and start with that at the center of instruction at Launch High School. So that was a big part of it. The rest of it, you know, my world in innovation really revolves a lot around grant funding. So we've been grateful to receive the support, like I mentioned earlier, of state grants that allow for these kind of innovative school models. Once we had already known the direction we would like to go with a CompC-based school, given my previous work as a CompC-based school principal, and then now at the district office. Once the opportunity came up for this grant, that really set things quickly in pace to get approvals from the superintendent, the school board, and the like to move forward with this kind of offerings. Yeah, very cool. What high school was CompC-based before this one, what was that yeah, in Iron County also? It was not. It was a private school. It's in the county just below us in Washington County. Uh, the school is called Diamond Ranch Academy. It's a private school for students who came in at all different levels, uh, some very high academic achievers, others very far behind. And the one way to meet the needs of students where they're at is through competency-based education and progression that way. So uh, that was something I did previously before coming to the Iron County School District office. And that kind of background and direction helped us to kind of get a quick start into this work here in Iron County. Yeah. yeah so with all the coronavirus stuff that's happened and you guys are just launching this year, mm-hmm. to me, it seems like I can take a deep breath and relax a little bit because we're not judging kids on how much time they've spent in the class, but actually what they know and can do. And that that seems to take a load off of my shoulders as a principal thinking about 
about what that instruction is going to look like, what their learning is going to look like. Understanding that some schools are going to be back in session full time. Some schools are going to be uh, totally online. How does that change the planning process for you guys going into this this new school year? Yeah, as if there wasn't enough to consider opening a new right. school like this, right? <laughs> yeah, just throw in a global pandemic. Anyway, yeah, we're uh, luckily uh, the governor and the state office have put forth recommendations. Uh, we will be in session uh, in person just as kind of a, a normal schedule for now and unless things decide to go backwards, which they may well. So that's helpful to know because it allows us to plan a little bit better as to what we need to include in our work. But it's ter- certainly thrown a wrinkle into some of the work that we're doing you know, a lot of what we want to be able to do is not what is recommended as far as uh, best practice for keeping everyone necessarily illness free, right? Where there's no collaboration, where there's uh, just everyone is uh, sitting in rows facing four and the teachers far away at the front giving a lecture from, you know, on high or whatever. Uh, this just it's just very different from what we uh, have aspired to. But there's a lot of things, of course, that we will be doing to make sure people are safe. All students and, and staff will be wearing masks at the school and there's a whole sanitation set up. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, a lot of the things that we would have had to worry about before are, either shifting or off the table entirely. Things like, you know, culture around standardized assessment. The product of building these essential skills in our students is not demonstrated well through standardized assessments. It's it's just not. Uh, although we intend to see uh, gains in that, that uh, students will learn at deeper and more memorable ways. The true products of what we want students to become are not measured by those numbers. But those have been uh, shifting a little bit, that uh, table shifting both in our state and across the country. And so, you know, a lot of things are, are changing for the better, hopefully with coronavirus. There's a silver lining there. For sure. And and that's definitely one of the silver linings that, that I see of, of having less emphasis on that. And what I've been hearing in principles that I've been working with through my work this summer is a lot of principals are focusing much more on the social emotional health aspect of their students than they ever have before. And a lot of times that's coming far ahead of academics uh, as far as expectations go, which I think is, is really good. You know, we started talking about, yeah, started talking about the way that you focus on different skills that kids need to know that kind of get pushed aside in the traditional system. And I'm hearing a lot more talk these days about emphasizing those skills over emphasizing academic achievement on different things. So, you know, I see that as definitely a benefit. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the idea of the entrepreneurial aspect of this and how kids are pushed in that direction and supported in that direction in Launch High School. Yeah, one of the uh, things that we'll take on in our daily work as students and teachers at Launch High School will be participating in design challenges that integrate both curricular content, but then of course highlight essential skills, including financial and entrepreneurial acuity. And so one of the things we look forward to is students in order to demonstrate mastery, as I said earlier, will take on these challenges, work with local businesses. And this is not something that'll be a one-off or a class all on its own or you know a, an event that happens here and there, although there'll be plenty of those pitch competitions, events, connections with our local partners, SU and beyond. This is a piece of the daily work at Launch High School. And so 50% or more of time for students will be involved in these challenges, which are 
primarily directed at things that they are interested in, applying their content knowledge to those pieces with mentorship from both teacher, uh, local business partners. So they'll go through the whole design thinking process, the human-centered design process to seek out inspiration from uh, stakeholders as well as those they're designing for, come up with uh, and generate tons of wild ideas and prototype the ones that are too crazy not to try and then uh, get after and implement it with a, a real audience and get feedback and iterate. Each of those steps will be part of every project that a student takes on to demonstrate mastery at Launch High School. I think that's, that is so cool. So at the middle school as principal a couple of years ago now, we did what was called synergy, which was essentially what you're talking about, where we, we didn't do it exactly like you we didn't have as many partnerships as you do. But my challenge to the students was what is something that you can do to make the world a better place? And they got to define the world. They got to define better and they got to define something. Kids did all kinds of amazing things. And these were middle schoolers uh, mm-hmm. and middle schoolers are often seen as like totally hyperactive, not focused on anything, not caring about anybody else. But what was amazing to me was to see how focused and determined they were every single day to do that work to make the world a better place. And they did all kinds of different things that was really just amazing. I'm so excited to see what your students are working on uh, this year and in the future at Launch High School. I think it's just going to be so exciting to see it. Well, and, and me too. I'm just so excited about the opportunities for authentic work for students to really make a contribution. You know, we find that kind of work really engages students, as you were mentioning, Jethro. And I think the interesting thing about this type of self-directed work that deals with these essential skills, not only is it more meaningful and memorable, but it's also building that self-direction in students that they need to be successful beyond high school. One mm-hmm. of the biggest indicators of success beyond high school isn't students' ability to be able to memorize content or, you know, really uh, participate in in rigorous curriculums. It's more so how they deal with the freedom that comes with a university experience or the real world experience, if you will, where someone's not telling them what to do all the time and they need to get after their own learning. They need to get after and be responsible. This definitely uh, integrates that into education a lot earlier. I love that idea that you've done with your middle schoolers. Great idea. Thanks. It's amazing because kids as young as you can think can add value and contribute something. I think that that's just awesome. And you're putting this into practice for high school. Hopefully we'll be able to create a middle school and elementary school version of something similar. I just love the idea of spending 50% or more of their time dedicated to those design challenges and really stating clearly, this is valuable time that we should be spending helping kids learn in this unique way because they can learn. What we found with the synergy is kids learned way more than we could have expected. One group, for example, I followed them and paid attention to what they were doing. They passed off 32 standards from all kinds of different areas, even courses that we don't even offer at our school, but are approved as courses in the state of Alaska, 32 different standards. And then I stopped counting. I was like, okay, that's probably good enough. (laughs) We're good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, they spanned all these different curricular areas and all this kind of stuff. And it wasn't just about them doing a worksheet or filling out answers to a test or something like that. They were doing something that had meaning and then learning additional skills beyond that, including learning how to fire someone who wasn't a good fit with the team. And like, what middle school are you going to learn how to fire someone in a compassionate and kind way, but in a way that still, you still have to do it because they aren't pulling their weight and aren't doing the things that they should be doing. Just amazing the things that kids can can learn when you give them the opportunity to. What a neat idea. I, you know, some of the other things I've heard you say 
before in other talks, Jethro talking about why people maybe hesitate to get into this space because they fear the loss of instructional time or other things. But there are many gains to be met when we take on this kind of approach. And even in a, a free range, what sounds like a little more so um, with a passion project kind of approach, like you're talking about with your middle school students, there's a lot to be learned. But at Launch High School, given that we're going to be spending so much time on that, there is a lot of connection. So the design challenges that students either propose or co-design with teachers do have to be connected in some way to the uh, curricular standards that they're meant to learn. Uh, And so there's a whole series of design challenges there, but they can be really open-ended and take on a lot of different uh, directions, which really engage students to a much greater degree uh, and allow for that kind of contribution that we're looking for. So, Yeah. And from my experience and probably from your experience also, I think you'll see pretty quickly that those required ties to curricular content are going to be less important as time goes on and you see how much kids learn and are able to grow and figure things out and how easy it is to tie them back to the content without trying very hard at all. I mean, that's what blew me away is I could I could very easily say, oh, this thing they're doing totally applies to this content area. And there's definitely a correlation between those two skills, which I think is super cool also. I agree. I agree. I think there's just a mountain of opportunity when you take on these kind of projects that work in transferable skills is really the measure of success in a lot of ways that the content fits so well into it. You know, for many years, we've thought about ends were the content and maybe these transferable skills like collaborating around a set of math problems helps me understand math problems better. In essence, flipping that on its head and, you know, having the, the means and ends switch places that through our content, we're actually learning these essential skills when we take on these types of projects really makes a lot more sense because we're preparing students not just for something, not for a specific career, but for anything when they can take on these essential skills. And so uh, that's what we hope to ingrain in our students. We're hopeful that this kind of format is is something that uh, can grow and expand beyond just our school into other schools in the district and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. It, it totally can. And I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. So the last question I asked Corey is what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative principal like you? Well, when we look at the needs of our community and the needs of the people that we serve as public schools in particular, right? The needs of the public that we serve and the students that we serve, often we make decisions without fully understanding their needs and interests. And I mm-hmm. think one thing that design thinking has taught me human-centered design is to go directly to our stakeholders, involve them in the design process as much and as often as possible. I know it's more work. I know it takes longer, but you get a better product. At the end of the day, you get more people bought in, get more people who are on the boat and ready to push forward, which is, you know, if you're a principal right now who's uh, struggling to put out fires and stay on top of things, you got to expand your your team. And the way to do it isn't just with your teachers. I mean, those people, of course, but also with your students, with your parents, with your community. And so reaching out is a a big step towards moving forward and making transformation happen. Absolutely. I think that that is That is such wisdom that you shared there that it's not just your team can be anybody who has any care about your school at all. And that's what 
when you take a design thinking approach to it, then then that's what it opens up. And that's really amazing. So um, thank you very much uh, for being part of Transform Principle. And if somebody wants to connect with you more, what's the best way to connect? Best way to connect with me is uh, on Twitter, most likely at Corey Henwood, C-O-R-Y-H-E-N-W-O-O-D on Twitter. And uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn or, or through our, our district webpage. My emails is there as well. So. Excellent. So I'll make sure that that is linked in the show notes at jethrojones.com slash podcast slash episode 349. Well, thanks again, Corey. This has been awesome talking to you and I really appreciate your time. Yeah, what a pleasure. Thanks so much, Jethro. This has been great. We'll, We'll be staying connected for sure. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com slash BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E.